Hey, ghoul friends, it's me, Adrian, or Aiden. Either way, I am still your host, and you are still listening to Susto, the podcast of Uki Spooky Scary Stories. Thank you for tuning in. If this is your first time, welcome. This is going to be a, I guess, different episode than I normally do. And if you've listened before, if you're part of the Susto fam, if you were a ghoul friend already, thanks for coming back. Yeah, like I mentioned, this is going to be a little bit of a different episode, maybe shorter. This is going to be another edition of Letters, Letters from, from the Beyond, beyond. where I am... I'm going to read the stories that you all send to me as listeners. I hope you enjoy this. I love reading your stories. I love hearing what you have to like share, even if it's a video, audio, uh, photo, whatever it is that is spooky, paranormal, unexplainable, please send it to me and I'll find a way to share it either on the show or on the social media, which is at Susto Podcast on TikTok, Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. I would love to keep doing more episodes like this one. That being said, I need your help, you, the listener, yes, to please send in your story so I can do more episodes like this because these are really fun. Before I jump into those, I will just ask you to do me a huge favor and make sure to Subscribe to the show wherever you're listening, and also, if possible, leave a rating and or a review. That's another way you can get me to read one of your stories, is to leave a five-star review. I know not every platform allows that, that's why you can also do that by DM on social media, or sending me an email to sustopodcast at gmail.com. All right, I'm going to get into it. Okay, so before I actually do start reading the stories, I have kind of like an update. So uh, in the last episode, which was the story of, God, such a good story, it freaked me out, Juan Ramon Science and Josue Velasquez on La Mano Peluda. Honestly, I keep talking about it with friends. That is, I want to say to date has been the scariest episode that I've done. I recorded that episode during the day, but then I looked outside and I saw that the sun was setting and I said, no, absolutely not. I <laughs> refuse to edit this at night. I love the response that I've been getting from it. It's been so fun to see y'all's response to that episode. So if you haven't listened to it, please make sure and go listen to it. It's the last episode, number 47, I think. But again, it's titled Josue Velasquez and La Mano Peluda. Such a good story. The update, though, that I got from it was I had the folks over from Spooky Tales reach out to me and they let me know that apparently one of Josue's cousins has, since that happened, come out to expose Josue basically for the call being a hoax. And from the string of TikToks that I saw, I saw this person who is claiming to be Josue's cousin talking about how Josue approached him and asked him to fake this, the phone call, you know, the clip that was in the episode. But apparently, regardless of whether or not the phone call itself was a hoax, Josue was actually known to be not like a super cool person, (laughs) not a very nice person. And he did actually still practice brujeria and supposedly it wasn't in like a positive way because again, and I always say this, brujeria is not inherently evil or bad. It really comes down to the user, right? So definitely that sort of situation. But I was talking about this with one of my ghoul friends on Instagram. They, They had kind of a theory where they said there's way too many people dead that all interacted with the person in question which so swear so what if that was the plan all along was to sacrifice them 
right? So in order to get to them and sacrifice them, he faked this phone call to lure them in and then he got them where he wanted them. And then a week after that TV interview, after he met them in person for the very first time, sorry, spoilers, if you haven't heard this story, Wanda Ramon Science passed away, the pastor a week after that, and then the night of the interview, that other reporter was in a car crash on his way home. So that blew my mind. And I said, I have to bring this up on the episode because that was a very interesting theory. And that's generally the response that I've gotten from other people too. Once we've been talking about how the phone call was a hoax, people were like, yeah, the phone call was a hoax. But what if that was part of it? You know, like there's a bigger plan at hand. So I thought that was a really good theory. And as soon as I saw it, it like it sent chills down my spine. And that message was from Aaron on Instagram. So thank you for talking to me about that. That was really fun to discuss with someone. I also have a string of stories from one person. They said that I could just call them Ashley. So Ashley, thank you so much for sending these in. These were really exciting when I read through them. So Ashley says, Hi, Adrian. I have a few stories to tell you. I used to live with my grandma in San Benito, Texas, so these stories are about her and the house. The first story my grandma used to tell me all the time, this happened way before I was born, was one of my aunts used to work at McDonald's when she was young and still living at home. There's a point to this detail. One morning, my grandma woke up to find the phone receiver off the hook and on the couch. My grandma picked it up and no one was on the line, so she hung up assuming someone forgot to hang up the phone the night before. My aunt, who worked at McDonald's, went to work and the day went on as normal. When my aunt got back home, she was upset and complaining to my grandma that her brother cost her an extra shift at work. My grandma asked why and she said her boss told her he called really early that morning asking if she could fill in for someone. He told her a man answered the phone with, Hello? And that her boss asked for her. Then there was silence. So her boss thought this person was going to get her, but no one ever came to the phone. My grandma mentioned to her that she saw the phone on the hook this morning and that maybe her brother forgot to tell her. So when he got home that day, they asked him. He said he didn't spend the night at home, so it wasn't him. He was the only male living in the house. My grandma swore it was the devil who answered. My grandma always chalked up eerie events to the devil. I never got to ask her why she always thought it was the devil, but I have a feeling there was a specific reason. To her, it was never a ghost or anything. It was always definitely a diablo. That, that, okay, that one I have to interject. <laughs> there's, I feel like there's no good explanation to that one because this is someone that's not involved with the family, like literally just your aunt's boss is telling you that they heard this deep, assumedly male voice on the phone. And the only person who would have a voice similar to that would have been your brother. And he wasn't there that night. So it's either a Diablo, like your grandma said, or a home intruder for some reason answered the phone. But like, then there's no mention of it looking as if there was a break in or anything was missing. So if it was a home intruder, what were they doing there? Because nothing was missing. You didn't interact with them. So it's just, uh, that's actually giving me chills because that is break-ins I think are some of the scariest things to me there's so many things I'm scared of right I always I'm like this thing is so scary to me I am a scaredy cat I don't know if you all know that and I don't know if I've said it to me before but I love this stuff but I love it in the way that I consume it because it's controlled the real life events I'm a little bit (laughs) of a scaredy cat so yeah and I when I was younger you know 
it, it happens to a lot of people like my house is broken into when I was a kid and it's just like a really like violating feeling and it's just uh and so like home intrusion I, it's, it's it really freaks me out especially like if you're in the house while it's happening those stories are so scary because you don't know which way they're gonna go if the person's gonna be violent like it's just that's a whole other genre <laughs> a whole other conversation but that's what I'm saying is this is so freaky because who answered the phone who said hello okay next one my second story also has to do with that exact phone. I was in elementary when this happened. I was pretty young, but I remember this incident. My grandma and I were in the kitchen, and she was telling me another scary story about how the phone in the living room jumped off the table and landed in the middle of the living room. As she was telling me this story, we heard a thud in the living room. We went to see what could have fallen, and there was the phone in the middle of the living room neatly placed and the cord that was attached to the wall neatly stretched out over the couch. We were the only ones home, and I remember grandma looking at me and walking over to it, picking it up and settling it back on the table and going back to the kitchen as if nothing happened. We didn't bring it up again. For context, the small table the phone was on was in a corner between the TV and couch. The TV and couch touched corners. For the phone to get on the floor, it would have had to be lifted over the armrest of the couch and the cord would have needed to be pulled up and over the couch. Okay. Ashley, something is up with that phone. I hope that you all have since gotten rid of it at least or like blessed it at least. Like, has there ever been an exorcism on a phone? But that's usually I don't want to scare you. And I hope that I just I hope no one has that phone. But you see it in movies, especially a lot, right? Like, especially the Conjuring movies and that whole universe, the the infestation, like these demonic infestations happen, those entities can sort of attach themselves to objects and like kind of lure you in and create this behavior of constantly going to the phone for whatever reason. I don't know. I don't want to scare you. <laughs> I don't want to make accusations, but uh, that's kind of what that reminds me of. I was a teenager in this next story. One night I was in my room, not quite sleepy enough for bed, so I stayed up listening to music on my CD player and rolling pennies for my grandma. My bed was in a corner with the foot of the bed facing the door. I was sitting in bed facing the door when through the corner of my eye, I saw the doorknob jiggle side to side as if someone was trying to open it. Assuming it was my grandma, we were the only two who lived there, I said, It's open! And it stopped. I stood up to open the door thinking she thought it was locked. When I opened the door, no one was there and the hallway was dark. My grandma's room was across from mine and two doors down, so there was no way she would have been able to get back into bed before I got to the door. But I went to her room anyway to double check. What if she needed something, you know? So I walked into her room and found her sleeping soundly. Definitely not like she had been at my door seconds ago. I started getting scared, so I woke her up hoping that when I asked her if she was at my door, she was going to say yes. Hey grandma, see, why didn't you open my door? It wasn't locked. When? Right now I was rolling pennies and saw the doorknob move. I said, come in. I wasn't at the door. I was terrified. All I could say was, okay and I ran to my room, closed the door, and slept completely covered by my sheet. I didn't want to see if my doorknob jiggled again or worse. Not too long after that night, I heard footsteps on the roof, like boots pacing. I told my grandma and she just said, I've heard them too, it's the devil. Don't pay attention and never say come in. If your doorknob moves again, ignore it. 
It had me wondering how long things like that had been happening at the house. Also, something I never got to ask. Oh my god, okay, so many things about this one. Number one, I really want to know, Ashley, what CD, if you can remember, were you listening to? Because I have not seen a CD in a very long time, but you better believe I had my own CD player that swore it was anti-skip, but it still always fucking skipped, and I had a little small binder of my CDs that I... So I just want to know what you were listening to. Number two, this one is really creepy. So I will say, definitely, if you hear something and you're unsure about who it could be, never, never answer, number one, just like never answer them. And number two, especially your grandma was right, never say come in, never invite them in. Well, obviously you you didn't know, you really just thought it was your grandma. But yeah, it's one of those things where you you don't want to like, I guess, accidentally invite something in. This is why also, well, I'm not going to tell you what to do, but I'm going to tell you what I do is I, at my house, we do not use welcome mats at the front door that say things like welcome or come in or all are welcome like no sort of invitation or that because you don't know what you're inviting in so if definitely if you want to have something cute out there go for it but we don't we never have anything that says anything like that because we don't even want to inadvertently invite something or someone in it's kind of like the vampire thing right how vampires like they don't come in unless they're invited sort of a similar thing with spirits and entities except i don't think they require an invitation but you don't want to encourage it right? Also, the footsteps on the roof, that reminds me of, yes, it reminds me of La Pisadera. That one is episode 16. So yeah, the footsteps on the roof kind of reminded me of that also. I, I don't know, maybe if you were having trouble sleeping, you possibly could have been visited by La Pisadera, but I'm not going to put that on you. I'm not going to put that on you. She has also told me a story about my great grandpa, her dad, who lived down the street from us. He had his own little convenience store on his property and separating the house from the store was this huge lila tree. She said one night while he was making the super short walk from the store to his house, literally it was like 30 feet or so, his dog started barking wildly at the tree. He looked up to see what he was barking at and he saw this giant black shadow in the tree with red glowing eyes. He said it was almost as big as the tree and it was darker than night which is how he gauged its size. He said the darkness of it covered nearly the whole tree. I always pictured something like Mothman when I was told this story. My grandma and he said it was the devil. Unrelated to this particular night, he had also claimed to see dogs with glowing red eyes on his property near that tree too. I spent a lot of time as a kid at his house as well and never saw anything, but I was never there late enough. But I believe he did see something. And maybe that something followed my grandma once my great-grandpa passed away. That is a really good theory, actually. Yeah, what if your great-grandfather had seen this thing, and it was, I guess, for lack of a better word, like, latched to him, or connected to him for whatever reason, and then once he passed on, it was like, well, there's the daughter, you know, she's next in line. Whatever it was, I hope (laughs) it doesn't exist anymore and it's not bothering anyone. But yeah, as I was reading this one, I definitely thought about, like, Mothman and 
that sort of description, you know, fits the Mothman. He's supposed to be super tall, all like black feather and skin and just glowing red eyes. The thing about the dogs, though, I feel like I've I can vaguely remember someone telling me stories about these like demon dogs in Mexico or like hellhounds and they had red glowing eyes. I don't know. I could be conflating that with one of the many Chupacabra stories that I've heard. Yeah, that is wild. Thank you so much for sending all of those in, Ashley. I'm going to read this last part of your message. You said, I hope you enjoyed reading these experiences. I did. My grandma and I bonded by her telling me about scary experiences, and now I enjoy passing these stories down to anyone who is willing to listen and hopefully willing to share their own stories. Ashley, you came to the right place girlfriend this is yes this is definitely the place where we do that these were all great <laughs> these were all amazing i love them so much i have another story but i really want to keep doing episodes like this for you all so please 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 continue to send these stories in i love them i'm not sure if i've read this one before this is from a review on apple podcasts the only username it gives me is isa shand or isak sand Isaacs and sorry. Thank you for the positive review. I appreciate that so much. And this person said, when I was little, we lived in a house behind my grandma's in Mexico. And I remember my mom telling me to go to sleep with my grandma at her house. Pero terca no quería. Hard-headed, I didn't want to. So in the morning, I got scared. I was like four because I was alone. So I went to knock on her door and no answer. It was about to rain. So there was lightning everywhere. When I stood back, I could see two red eyes staring at me. So I just ran back to the house and covered myself until the sun came out. Okay, I did not plan this. I actually, I did not know the story was here. I just opened up the... The reviews on Apple Podcasts. It's very interesting that we're getting this theme of... I've, I'm freaking out because I literally did not plan this. This theme of glowing red eyes. First, the stories from Ashley. Now, this person on the Apple Podcast reviews. You know what? I've always said, this is not an invitation. Mothman, if you're out there, this is not an invitation. You're not welcome here. Uh, if you don't know the story of Mothman, it's he's this cryptid and he's supposed to be like, normally when people see Mothman, that means that something bad is going to happen. So I rebuke that. No, move on away from here. <laughs> I don't like this theme building around me. Okay, so lastly, I have actually a recording that I want to share with you. It's, it's just a, it's an audio recording. When I was visiting home for Mother's Day, I, I was with, of course, hanging out with my mom and my boyfriend and we were driving around and my mom, my mom listens to the show. Thank you, mom. I love you. <laughs> and uh, she was telling me about how in one episode I had told a story and in the episode I was like, I can't remember who told me the story, but then, then I went on to share it. And my mom is telling me, she says, I was the one that told you this story. And she said she was like yelling at her speaker that it was her that shared it with me. So, uh, and also apparently I, there was some uh, discrepancies in my story. And so I asked my mom to retell the story for me. And she said it was okay if I shared this with you all. So without further ado, here is my mom sharing one of her own stories. So apparently this comes from my grandma, Grandma Jovita, who passed, she passed away when she was 107. Mm-hmm. And she was the one that told us the, the story of the evil light, right? So the little girl was playing in the front yard and the grandpa was looking at her. Well, all of a sudden she became real ill and the mother didn't know what to do with her. So somebody told her, you know what, rub her with an egg. Maybe she has opal. So the mother did. So the mother said, whoever did, did this to my daughter is going to get it. So she decided, you know what, I'm just going to fry up the egg. So she fried up the egg, and then all of a sudden they went, and then the, the grandfather had gone blind. 
Well, it turned out that it was a grandfather that had given her the evil eye. So the grandfather went blind because of the mother frying the egg. So there you have it, folks. The story in its correct form. Thank you, Mom, for bringing that up to me and letting me record you to put you on the show. I'm going to keep asking you (laughs) to send your own stories in. It doesn't have to be written. You can also send in video, audio, or a photo. Whatever it is, like I said before, send that in to me. I'll share it on the show or on the socials. Thank you all so much for tuning in to another edition of Letters from the Beyond. I hope to keep doing these episodes, but like I said, that's up to you, the listeners and the followers of this show. I super appreciate it. Make sure to follow socials for any and all updates on Susto. That's at Susto Podcast on TikTok, Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. If you want extra benefits, behind the scenes stuff, and some exclusive merch, you can go ahead and sign up to be a patron at patreon.com slash Susto Podcast. There's different tiers with different benefits. Check that out and see which one works best for you. And speaking of, I'm going to give a shout out to this month's patrons. I'm not sure if I did that at the beginning of the month or not, but there I mean there have been new patrons and those people are my ghoul friends, Dottie, Anna, Desiree, Monica, Jeannie, Cami B, Julie, Lori, Karen, Julianne, Amanda, Angela and Co, Sam, Josette, Victoria, D, Eva, Mario, April, Luther, Alejandra, Rachel, Sadie and Liza. Thank you all so much. Stay spooky and call me on the Ouija board. Bye.